0: you were looking for some real talk, you found it. I'm Beth Raymer, and every month, my esteemed colleague, Terry Rommel, and I deliver the trends, stats, and updates that affect the Pacific Northwest real estate market.
1: Hey, Terry. And I'd like to think we deliver it with amazing style, Beth.
0: (laughs) That was never in doubt, Terry. I aim to do everything with great style. (laughs)
1: Fully (laughs) agreed. You know, Beth, when we're looking at the July stats, just to get right down to business here, uh, it occurred to me that, you know, with many markets, there's a regular ebb and flow to the movement of the housing market. Mm-hmm. I think realtors are used to seeing trending curves starting to rise in the spring, peak in the summer before going into a soft decline as we head towards fall and kids go back to school and such. Right. Uh, and then we, you know, typically transition into a low activity period in the winter before it all starts over again. Yes. We're trying to look for outliers and comparisons that will tell us when the market is moving unusually. Uh, It's actually somewhat comforting when the results are right in line with what we expected, when the rise and fall of the trend lines are in line with what we've been seeing in previous cycles. And I really think that does summarize basically what we've seen this July. Everyone is fully aware of the inventory availability issues. We know that they're short supply. There's no secrets there. But for the most part, the rest of the major statistical categories are in line with what we would expect. Uh, and with that being said, let's jump right in and take a look at some of those numbers um, as Typical. We'll start with Oregon. Uh, new listings coming in at 4,806. That is down 676 units. Mm-hmm. Active listings at 8,338. 3, 3, 8, so 8,338. That's actually up 464 units. Good. Pending sales, 3,672. That's down 96. Closed sales, 3,114, that's down 346. Inventory, 2.7 months, that's up four-tenths of a month. That's some of the highest inventory numbers I've seen for quite some time.
0: Yes, good.
1: Total market time, dropped to 37 days in July, so that's down five days. Average sale price, sales price, and median sales price, they don't change a whole lot. Uh, the average is 560900 mm-hmm. so that's up just a very modest 700 bucks. and median sales price coming in at 495000 that's actually down about $4,900, so that's in comparison uh, to the prior month. Let's take a look at how those numbers sort of stack up uh, in comparison to July of last year. So, July of 22, Mm -hmm. new listings are down about 1,200 total. So, that's pretty significant. Actives, however, are slightly up. Closed sales, again, down about 700 units. Inventory, up six-tenths of a month, but that doggone market time has also ticked up to 13 days more. Hmm. Average and median sales prices are both slightly down. So, in the big picture, you know, outside of the drop in new listings and the six-tenths of a month inventory difference, the Oregon market really isn't too far off from where we were last year at this yeah. time. Right. So let's cruise across the Columbia, the mighty Columbia, over to our Washington uh, folks. New listings in Washington, 969. That's down 151. Mm. Active listings coming in at 1,543. That's actually up 59 units. Pending sales, 843. That's up 42. Closed sales, 696, that's also up 20 units. Inventory, again, on the Washington side, we see a little bit of an increase. They're coming in at 2.2 months supply, which is 3 tenths of a month higher. Total market time, 38 days. That's up a couple days over the prior month. Average sale price, 571,800. That's actually down Mm $17,200, and the median sales price coming in at $531,900 is up $1,900 over the last uh, month. So once Mm -hmm. again, uh, just like we did for the Oregon numbers, let's take a look back a year to July of 2022. New listings, actives, and closed sales were all down just a bit, while inventory is roughly the same. Mm. Days on market, it's about 12 days higher now than it was a year ago. The significant jump is in average sale price. While median sales price dropped about $17,000, the average sale price is up about $72,000 from last year. Wow. Pretty, that's pretty significant. Signif- yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then let's take a look at a few of our regular categories. You know, we do some spikes and streaks and milestones. Spikes that we saw in July, Baker County, days on market. Spiked upward from 95 days in June to 197 in July. Ooh. And of course, that's based on a pretty limited number of actual transactions. Right. And ironically, on the north coast, so the exact opposite corner of the state, uh, days on market were cut in half, going from 62 days in June all the way down to 31 in July. Wow. Uh, so across the state, northeast corner, a lot of market time, northwest coast, market time was cut in half. Yeah. So here's some streaks. Um Active counts keep climbing in Coos County and Southwest Washington. They've been trending up for four consecutive months. Douglas County, Lane, Mid-Columbia, North Coastal, and Portland Metro are all on their fifth straight month of increased active listing counts. Curry County, however, tops them all with six straight months of increased actives. Mm. Douglas County has also seen a five month streak of increased pending listings, while Coos County's days on market has been trending down for four months. So Coos County market, great place to anticipate less market time apparently. Yeah. We do have a few milestones. Uh, Columbia Basin had their highest active count at 245 units since September of 2018, so almost five years. Wow. Curry County also had their most active listings, 214, since December of 2019, so about four years. So yeah. Those two markets are seeing some um, interesting milestones. And for the Portland and Southwest Washington markets, days on market stopped decreasing for the first time since February of this year. We did have a record breaker. Uh, once again, let's go to the northeast county, of the state or corner of the state, Baker County, reached their all-time highest average sale price of eight hundred and twenty thousand four hundred dollars. Wow. Now, as I mentioned previously, there's not a ton of transactions, so the numbers tend to skew pretty easily there. Um, the the uh, catalyst for that dramatic increase in average sale price was a single property that sold for $7.4 million. Ooh.
0: <laughs>
1: so that, <laughs> that will have a bit of an effect for sure. Yes. Wow. So, you know, one good thing uh, that I think we're seeing is more new construction growth. Um, Not in every market, but some markets we are seeing some nice increase in those areas. Uh, Portland Metro, while it's down just four units, it's still coming in at 317 for the month, which is a pretty decent number. Yes. Southwest Washington, up three units to 105. Good. And then the Lane County folks are Springfield, Eugene, um, over at the coast, uh Central Oregon Coast, uh, it's down just one spot at twenty-two. Uh so again, as I said, we do continue to see some new construction growth uh, that is certainly helping with our limited inventory. Yes. We also have some other interesting stats. We have the latest quarterly affordability stats. Uh, According to a formula from the National Association of Realtors, buying a house in the Lane County area is affordable for a family earning the median income. A family earning the median income, which happens to be $89,061 in 2023 per HUD, can afford 83% of a monthly mortgage payment on a median-priced home, and that median price would be $440,000. The formula assumes that the buyer has a 20% down payment and a 30 year fixed interest rate of 6.51%. And those details came to us from Freddie Mac. Hmm. So that's for the Lane County market. In Portland Metro, the median income figure is $114,434. And that means a family can afford 84% of the mortgage payment of a $559,900 home. Mm-hmm. Across the river over to Southwest Washington, that medium income figure is also 114434 and that means that the family can afford 85% of the mortgage payment on a $551,900 home. Wow. And that's the current market. Uh, it's obviously not ideal that a median income can't afford 100% of a median priced home in these various areas. Yes. But for the most part, the stats are pretty much where most of us would expect Home value still high, as is time on market. Listings are a little bit lower than hoped, but inventory is climbing a bit, helped a little bit by new construction units. All in all, it seems like the market is holding relatively steady. Mm-hmm. One interesting bit of information I did see on our good friend Elliot Eisenberg's economic blog mm-hmm. was that this is the sixth straight year of declining investment in US homes by foreigners. Wow. Foreign sales investment in America topped out in 153 billion back in 2017, but that's dropped all the way down to just over 53 billion in the year ending this past March. So that's down to about a third of what it was just six years ago. How much of that is driven by decreased availability versus how much of that is decreased interest is an interesting consideration. I don't have the answer for that, but um, that is a pretty significant stat.
0: That is a significant stat. But, you know, we don't have that much inventory, so there isn't a lot to sell. So that would probably be a part of that consideration. Um, But, yeah, you know, a lot's happening over here in the United States.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure it is. For sure it is. And I guess, you know, if I were to just sort of conclude that, that whole diatribe on the stats, I think things are about as we would expect. Uh, yes. They're not great, but they're also not really bad. And uh, we're just sort of chugging along at this All point. Right.
0: Great. Terry, thank you so much for that information. And uh, it was very stylish, as you <laughs> always yeah. are, you know. Wasn't it wasn't though. Yes. <laughs> uh, please remember that our subscriber satisfaction survey is now live. We need just a few minutes of your time to tell us which services you liked and didn't like and how you feel about our service. The survey is an important benchmark for us to evaluate how we can help you better. So please go to RMLS Web and find the survey link. Plus, you'll be eligible to win a Fitbit, a free quarter of dues, smart notebooks, and more. And everyone loves prizes, right, Terry? Prizes, Beth. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, good. Well, coming up on August 23rd, there's a Lunch and Learn in Gresham with EMAR and RMLS, and they will be presenting Remine. So look for the registration link on the RMLS web desktop. Did you say lunch, Beth? I did say lunch, are oh, you going? I,
1: you know, I wasn't planning on it, but now that you mentioned that, I might make that a trip out to the out to Gresham uh, to hang out with the Emar folks. That's wonderful. Outside.
0: Well, we look forward to seeing you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's August. It's hot. People are on vacation, and I hope you're all somewhere enjoying some cool, quiet relaxation. Until next month, Our quote is, Learn to relax. Your body is precious as it houses your mind and spirit. Inner peace begins with a relaxed body. That was Norman Vincent Peale. Thanks, That's Terry. Very
1: profound. Thank you, Beth. Have a good month. <laughs> you too. Bye.